630 Chad This Morning Podcast with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. A little earlier we heard that Grover has a heartbeat. Yes, he does. And he also learned from a chicken about making making your heart beat faster. I'm learning to make my heart beat faster. What are you talking about, chicken? You cannot control how fast your heart beats. Sure you can. Running is exercise, and when you exercise, you make your heart beat faster. Sure you can. So our next guest is Sherry Vishon, who's founder of SPVT Fitness, physical fitness trainer, and our, our resident chicken, apparently, according to that. We'll play the role of Grover. You tell us all about keeping your heart nice and fit. What do you think? I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> sort of harkens back to our childhood, listening uh, to Grover. Although yeah. I don't think we learned about the heartbeat when no. we were just a kid. I think we just had to like pick up trash and those sort of things. Uh, but but when we're exercising, we should be like Grover. Be like and, Grover and, 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 and his the friend the chicken, and we should know what our heart's doing. Yeah, heart rate training. You should actually know what your heart rate is. Uh, so how do you do that, and what do you look for? There's a lot here. It's not as simple as just saying watch your heart rate, right? Right. So first of all, a lot of people wear trackables now or wearables devices, you know, to track your heart rate when you're exercising, but you don't need it. Just so you know, you can take your heart rate, your fingers on your neck, mm. um, and your your which finger index and middle finger, put it on your neck and find your pulse and count for 60 seconds. That will give you your heart rate. And so, I I don't know, I have no idea. What should it be at? Okay, so first of all, why? Like, why are we tracking heart rate? Because mm-hmm. we we need to know if you're if you're heart rate training, you're you're going to be working in different zones. There's five different zones to work in, and honestly, tracking your heart rate keeps you honest because you always think you're working harder than you really are, or you're not as working as hard as you think you are. Oh, I see. Right. So, um, knowing what your heart rate is tells you if you may be working too hard or not working enough. So, knowing those different zones and knowing your heart rate, and another way to track your heart rate, obviously, first you got to figure out your max heart rate. So that's the most basic. It's not the most accurate, but it works. Is 220 minus your age. So 220 minus my age is 173. That gives me my max heart rate. So all the zones are based on percentages. So uh, zone one is 50 to 60 percent. Zone two is 60 to 70 percent. Zone three, 70 to 80. And zone four, 80 to 90. And zone five is 90 to 100. So percentage of your max heart rate. So I'm putting my fingers up to my neck and I'm going to Count count 170 in a minute. Well, well, you if if that's your if you're working at your max heart rate. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, that's I, my I, max I, heart rate. That's your max. What's heart my rate. resting heart rate? Rate. Re- knowing your resting heart rate also is really important so that you understand where you are in terms of overall general health. Mm-hmm. A lower resting heart rate means you're healthy. So anything under 60 is very good for a resting heart rate. Mm-hmm. Anything above 60, you should be working on your cardio. Basically, no, I'm scared. Your heart rate. <laughs> uh, I think mine sits at around uh, 75 to 80, somewhere in there. Yeah, so you the goal is to try to get your resting heart rate down. I find it really hard to take my own pulse when I'm exercising. Is that why so many people use the wearables? How accurate yes. are these uh, different devices? Listen, they, they range in accuracy, but they're going to give you a consistent reading. So that's what you can base it off, right? Okay. So whatever you use, be consistent with it so that you if you l- want to learn how to take your pulse or take your heart rate with your fingers on your neck, then just do it over 
and over again and get better at it. So if your max is, if you're like 220 minus your age, uh, does that 220 change depending on how accurate your device is? If it comes into some math and trying to figure out really where you're at. So the device is actually using the your pulse. Yeah. So it's counting it. 220 minus your age is just going to give you your max heart rate. That's just that's just where your um, where your starting point is yep. for your max heart rate. But the device will actually count your your pulse at the point of when you're exercising. So that's accurate. Yeah, and the okay. more and listen, the one on your if you're using the one on your wrist, say your Apple Watch or whatnot, um, it is not as accurate as a chest strap because a chest strap is closest to your heart, mm. right? So the farther away the wearable is from your heart, the less accurate it is. So how does your heart rate affect what you're doing? Um, or should it? How should it? Well, listen, every zone has a different purpose for training. So like your zone two, which is very popular right now for cardiovascular work, um, is going to work on the mitochondria in your system, which is the powerhouse of your cells, which is going to allow you to do more work, which is going to allow you to sustain. It is your foundation because ultimately a lot of people, when they think cardio, they'll do HIT or high intensity interval training, thinking that's all you need to do. Mm. But if you don't have that foundation, you can't do a lot of HIT. So when I was training athletes, we built the foundation for with zone two cardio, which is average 130 to 150 beats per minute. That's your heart rate. That's where you sustain. Because if you don't have that foundation, you can only do hit for a shorter period of time. But to be able to do hit for a little bit longer and to actually build your VO2 max, which is the amount of oxygen your body uses in any in exercise, you have to have that foundation so you can do more effective hit. Even if you're not uh, training as an athlete, if you want functional fitness, this is the zone you want to be so that you can go out and do things. Right. Maybe you're not an athlete, but you can go out and do things and sustain it for a period exactly of time. like you're a hiker you want to be able to do better hike longer and mm. not die then your zone two is going to be where you're going to build your cardiovascular foundation so and not die and not die <laughs> so, literally die or just being exhausted die well, like, it, like how closely should we be watching this and slow down if we're like getting a, a little bit up there so so like your zone your zone three and four is probably where you're hiking when you're in your hike and it's gonna feel hard like this is the part where you're gonna have to do some hard work but it's you're gonna be able to sustain that for longer and Law and without having to take a rest, say you hike for 20 minutes straight and then you take a and then you have to take a little bit of a break, which there's no shame in that. But say you do work on your zone two outside of hiking, you're going to be able to hike in your zone three and four for mm-hmm. 20, 30, 40 minutes without having to take a break, right? I take photos that those are my breaks, That's so your... that is my built in excuse. <laughs> oh, hang right? on, it's a beautiful shot. Oh, no, I could go all day, but I need to get this picture. You, yeah. you, Smart. you can't do that on a treadmill, so it, it's gonna. <laughs> True. It's I gonna, built in breaks. It's going to depend on your goals, right? Yeah. Like if you're, if you, most most of the listeners here are looking for overall general health, right? So zone two is going to be where you want to focus on, and that's sixty to seventy percent of your max heart rate. Brisk walking, you can still talk. It's about a three or three to four out of ten. Okay, so mm-hmm. but at the end of the day as well, you're going to want to work on those uh, zone three to four uh, moderate type of vigorous. one to two days a week because that's going to help you in terms of building muscle endurance 
and that's going to help you in life as well. Is there any benefit to going full out hard max for most people? I mean, the, the, the research says that it helps build your VO2 max faster, but it's going to depend again on your goals, right? Yeah, like, what are you doing it for? But people are thinking that they're if they're working that harder, they're burning more fat. And that's a whole nother episode, which we've mm. t- discussed in the past, right? But you're going to build, I believe you need to surf the curve of intensity. Add one day a week where you're where you can't catch your breath and it feels hard and you hate it and it's and you feel like you're dying because but you don't have to do it for very long. So those high intensity interval days, you should only be working for ten to twenty minutes max at a high intensity. So I'm having hip issues. Yep. So I can't really run, I can't do the things that I really want to do. How do I increase my heart rate if I'm sort of uh, I, I can't really move very well right now? Um so Gyms have options, the, okay. you know, battle ropes. You can use your arms. You okay. can, you know, there's um, there's a great, we had a piece of equipment at the gym called a ski erg, which is, it, it simulates um, cross-country skiing and you're just standing there using your arms. Um, you can work on an assault bike, which is, more low impact mm-hmm. for your hips and then it works on your arms as well. So There's, whether you have an arm injury or if you have lower body, those sort of things, there are ways to increase oh. your heart rate as opposed to just walking or, or running. Absolutely. So uh, I'll reference an, hockey. Ath- I reference, um, an athlete that I trained. He had a broken foot and he had a fight coming up and he knew the foot was going to be fine for the fight. And um, we still worked on his conditioning. There's always a way. There's always a way to get your heart rate up. You just either hire a trainer to help you with that or be more creative in terms of the equipment that you're using. And make sure, depending if you're at a risk for, for heart issues, if you're if yes. you're getting that, you got you to get checked with the doctor. You got to check with the experts to make sure you're okay and what you can do. Exactly. Right? First of all, check with the physician to make sure you're cleared for exercise. Yeah. But this is another way that heart rate, learning your heart rate can be safe is, wow, I'm not doing a lot of work. Why is my heart rate so high? Mm-hmm. Am I really out of shape or is there something else going on? So educating yourself and learning where your heart rate is can be actually really safe. And it could be stress too. Right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and listen, if the higher your stress is, the lower your, your rest or the higher your resting heart rate will be. More stressed out people have a higher resting heart rate and knowing your resting heart rate. When you get up in the morning, before you do anything, take your heart rate. That will tell you where your true resting heart rate is and where you're physiologically recovering. That's a great um, start. Awesome. Thanks. You're welcome. Beating the heart. Yeah, I love that. Uh, and we even had like a heartbeat sound effect and we didn't even use it. Oh, so. for gosh sakes. Right what, do you yeah. want everything? I know, right. right. Okay. So that's the normal heartbeat sound. Thanks, Shara. I appreciate your time. Shara Vajant, uh, personal trainer, joining us to talk about, uh, you know, our heart and how oh. important it is. <laughs> Tales well, of the heart. Yes.